This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The first lady and the second dude lock lips and steal the show. The trans branch of the Rainbow Mafia mounts an insurrection at the Oklahoma State Capitol, and half-witted AOC tells us Hunter's laptop is half-fake. Let's crown the losers of the week. Then Fox News' very own Will Kane joins me to break down the nerd Super Bowl, State of the Union, and then shares his predictions for the actual Super Bowl. This is going to be fun. The show starts now. Well, folks, the Super Bowl is Sunday, and either the Eagles or the Chiefs will walk away with the W, which is more than my next group of folks can say because, well, they're all losers. First up is the smooch between Jill Biden and what's-his-name Harris that stole the show. Why they chose to kiss on the lips on perhaps the most public of platforms for the whole wide world to see is beyond me. But I guess this means that either COVID is really over or the second dude guy, again, still don't remember his name nor care to, would rather kiss Joe's wife on the lips than his own wife. I mean, if it would have been Joe kissing or smelling someone, anyone, I would not have been surprised. But as far as we know, neither the first lady or the second dude are on the same downward cognitive decline as Joe, so it really doesn't make sense. But I'll tell you what, Joe, you know your State of the Union really sucked when your wife's sucking face with the beta male that is that Mr. Harris guy steals the show and the headlines. But speaking of headlines, the mainstream media, a mainstream media that is still clutching pearls over January 6th, had very little to say about this trans insurrection at the Oklahoma State Capitol. I wonder why. Apparently, only so-called Republicans can mount an insurrection. You learn something new every day. Now, look, are those things really that intimidating? No, I'm generally not super intimidated by people who don't know what bathroom to use, want to cut off their own body parts. But still, they barged into a Capitol during a State of the Union address demanding trans rights and the ability for minors to castrate themselves. And yes, by the definition Democrats have been going with for two years, that is an insurrection. But once you understand that liberals are happy to change the definition of things to fit their whims, their lack of shock and disgust makes a lot more sense. And when it comes to altering definitions and actual reality, there's perhaps no former bartender better at it than AOC. Here she is proclaiming the true Hunter Biden story needed to be repressed based on, well, her own special brand of logic. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment. Uh, It was half-fake AOC? Which part? I'd sure hate for the actual fact of the matter to interfere with your theatrics that you undoubtedly practice in front of the mirror for at least a good half hour. Folks, the D in Democrat stands for deranged, and my losers of the week wear it like a badge of honor. But still ahead, I don't know jack about football, so I'm calling on my Fox News colleague Will Kane to fill in the blanks ahead of the big game. His take on that and so much more is next. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yesterday, the House Oversight Committee held a hearing aptly titled Protecting Speech from Government Interference and Social Media Bias. And the Democrats were pretty pissed off about it, given their crusty leader and his administration blatantly work with big tech to censor Americans. And I don't know who squirmed more during that hearing, Democrats or the current and former Twitter employees were put on blast. Take a listen. Do you now remember communicating on a private cloud server to remove a posting? Yes or no? I wouldn't agree with the characterization. I don't care if you agree. This, Do you, this, is, this is your stuff. Yes or no, did you communicate with a private entity, the government agency, on a private cloud server, yes or no? The question was if I could. Yes or no. Yeah, I'm on time. Yes or no. Ma'am, I don't believe I can give you a yes or no. Well, I'm going to tell question. you right now that you did, and we have proof of it. This, ladies and gentlemen, is joint action between the federal government and a private company to censor and violate the First Amendment. This is also known, and I'm so glad that there's many attorneys on this panel, joint state actors. It's highly illegal. You are all engaged in this action, and I want you to know that you will be all held accountable. Ms. Gaddy, are you still on CISA's Cybersecurity Advisory Council? Yes or no? Yes, I am. Okay. For those who have said that this is a pointless hearing, and I just want to let you guys all know, we found that Twitter was indeed communicating with the federal government to censor Americans. I'd like to remind you that this was all in place before January 6th. So to say that these mechanisms weren't in place and to make it about January 6th, I want to let you know that you guys were actually in control of all of the content, and clearly we have proof of that. Now, if you don't think that this is important to your constituents and the American people from those saying that this was a pointless hearing, I suggest you find other jobs. Chairman, I yield my time. Oh, joining me now with his take on that hearing, the State of the Union, the Super Bowl, and more is Fox and Friends weekend host, Will Kane. Will, it's great to see you. And I promise you, I'm going to give you more than two minutes that you give me on Fox and Friends. All right, Will? So I'm giving you much longer than that because I have a whole lot to I, talk to you about. <laughs> can I just say, I promise you, that is not personal. That is that is format. I mean, as you know very well, I would happily have you, and I have had you right here on the Will Kane podcast for an hour at a time. Such is the nature of the beast of Fox and Friends. Two questions and out. Oh, I get it. I, I love it, especially when I get up early. But no, Will, I have a lot to talk to you about, so I got to take a little more time with you. I want to start off with that big tech hearing. I feel like we've seen these hearings over and over again. These executives get called to the carpet, whether it's Zuckerberg or Dorsey or one or the other. They get called to the carpet and then nothing changes. But yesterday, it seemed a little different. I wonder if it's going to move the needle at all. What was your perception of what went down? Well, I guess... You know, I think that Rush Limbaugh used to describe this type of news consumer as a drive-by consumer. And on Twitter, Tommy, I'm sure you've seen this type of phrase used for the casual news consumer, normies. Now, the normie is not somebody that I think you have to or should be looking down your nose at. The normie is a person living their life, going about their family business, running their, their professional life without being tuned into politics on an everyday basis. They're very important because they really help swing elections. They're not as plugged in as you or as me or perhaps the people that are watching your show right now, Tommy. But they are huge 
in terms of numbers. And the reason I'm talking about them right now is the Twitter files story has not been something that has reached the normie, has reached the drive-by news consumer. And that's because there's been a blackout when it comes to the quote-unquote mainstream media, which is corporate media outside of Fox News. You know, CNN, MSNBC, the New York Post, the Washington Post, this story does not exist. The idea that a large, a huge, influence-wielding technology corporation could have been shaping manipulating the American, the global mind is of no interest to that corporate media. Um, beyond that, if the government was colluding with that technic to that technology corporation, shockingly is still of no interest to the corporate media. So the question is, is what we saw yesterday, to your point, going to break through? Will it break through to the normie, to the drive by consumer? I can only hope because it is so important. It is such a big deal. It is literally the blue pill, the red pill, the matrix. It's a false reality. And the question is, does what we saw yesterday or anything for that matter, ultimately break the matrix and, and allow for everyone out there, normies, to take a red pill to see what's happening to their perception of reality? I'm not, Tommy, to answer your question directly, I'm not incredibly optimistic. What if people start going to jail? Because as they mentioned time and time again yesterday, these activities that we can blatantly see they engaged in are illegal. And there's Biden officials that are implicated in this as well, going directly to big tech saying, I want to reduce certain people. One of them was me, Tucker Carlson. I'm sure pretty much everybody at Fox has been caught up in that net at some point or another. That action that they were taking, communicating with a government entity and taking orders from them, that is illegal. So I wonder if somebody goes to jail over this, if someone's actually prosecuted over this, then will people care? Because that's the red meat that the normies that you spoke of, they seem to like or at least maybe pay attention to. I don't, I don't know if that's an achievable hope to hold, that anyone is held to that level of accountability. I, I'm... Look, it's funny when we sit on the couch on Fox and Friends, I, I think of the three, Pete Hegseth, Rachel Campos, Duffy and myself, I am definitely the optimist, but I don't see jail bars at the end of this story. But what I do hope for is blinders to be lifted. I, I do hope that accountability comes in the form you, you point out, OK, who are we hoping for what you're seeing right now with Yoel Roth and Vijaya Gaddy and that, you know, you're pretty much seeing the end of that story, my, my suspicion. But the next story is the other to your point, it's the other side, the one that actually abridges the First Amendment, which is the deep state FBI intelligence apparatus that encouraged the silence of Americans and then the manipulation of the American mind. I mean, I'll never forget that New York Post cover with 50 some odd. Was it 50? I think it was mm -hmm. 50 some odd intelligence agents, CIA, FBI, DNI, who said that Hunter Biden's laptop was disin Russian disinformation, which is a flat out lie. And the accountability that I will hold some optimism for is at least those names are those names are drugged through the mud of reality. They are shown for the liars that they are. But Tommy, there's a f fascinating story that came out yesterday. I'm sure you saw it on Substack. Seymour Hirsch, right? And Seymour Hirsch has a, uh, you know, a somewhat checkered history, but he wrote a deep, detailed, reported piece about the bombing of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And then it comes back to us, which, by the way, is just logic and common sense and on the record statements from people like Joe Biden. Right. It's just there for you. And on the other side of the ledger, all you have is those very same liars, very same ones that I just described on the cover of the New York Post telling you, no, bro, trust us. 
So what I want is for no more for the normie, for the American public to just trust. It's not about the America. It's not about the United States of America being the bad guy. I don't believe that we're the good guy on the global stage, but we're also deeply enmeshed in a reality manipulating uh, brain influence peddling system where the American people are not to be trusted. It's the people that shouldn't trust the government, not the other way around that the government shouldn't trust the people. And the people need to have access to reality for that to be the case. I'm glad you brought up that Nord Stream explosion because I did look into that and I wanted to get your take because I know that, like me, you're also very fired up about all this Ukraine-Russia nonsense. Yeah, that is very concerning to me, but even more so not trusting our government, not trusting Zelensky is my biggest thing. I say it over and over again. I don't trust anybody who wears a tracksuit to speak in front of Congress. Sorry. But a lot of this is very problematic, and it feels like we're glossing over a lot of it because the normies that you spoke of probably don't really care about a Nord Stream explosion that goes over their heads. They don't know what it is. They don't know why they should care. But I don't know what we do to make people care. Because if we want to win elections, if the Republican Party, the conservative movement, wants to win another election again— we're going to have to make people care about these things and care about the fact that they were lied to. Now, I don't know if it's going to make a difference when it comes to a Nord Stream explosion or Ukraine or even big tech censorship of conservatives or conservative platforms and stories. Here's the area, though, that I am very surprised, Will, that people are not more fired up about, and that is COVID. Whether you mm. love your mask and you had five or six vaccines, the fact that the government was working with big tech and big pharma to push an experimental vaccine, lockdowns, shutdowns, remote learning that's going to cause learning loss for generations, the fact that people are not more pissed off about that aspect is shocking to me. Are you surprised yeah. at all? Yes, yes. Um, did you see this? Did the headline today from the Associated Press? They reported that a million kids were lost to the public school system through COVID. Now, that means they went to private schools, they went to home schools, or we've lost track of a million kids that were lost from the public school system. I mean, we're going to be quantifying the cost of our COVID response for at least a generation, so decades. At least a generation will be quantifying the cost on what it did the response, not the virus, to the United States of America. But that's not disconnected from the conversation you're having about Nord Stream and, and Ukraine. So, like, I think there's a legitimate debate that should. Here's the thing. This debate was deprived of us. That's the point. There's a legitimate debate. Should the United States, you know, be standing up to Russia in Eastern Europe, right? That's a that's a legitimate conversation for everybody vested in the American public to have. And then therefore, by extension, should we go on offense and should we be bombing a pipeline? Those are good debates, right? I don't even have to get to where I land on those debates to say we should be allowed to have those debates. In order to have them, we have to be able to have the truth to have that debate. And that's the same issue when it came to COVID. The, you know, it's, and you know, there's, it's a joke. I live in Dallas, um, Tommy. I know you know that. If I walk through my neighborhood right now, I don't think they've come down yet. I, the same house that has the Ukraine flag has up the in this house we love whatever you know the whole yep. thing of BLM and and love is love and all all the trite unthinking statements right sayings all there together in a crackerjack box full of unthinkingness and they're also also the ones that unaccept uh, unquestioningly accepted wear a mask don't send my kid to school COVID's the most dangerous thing to ever hit the planet these things are all connected and it is people who are not interested or not allowed to think for themselves and if they do maligned as conspiracy theorists but as we have learned tommy 
There is no greater tell for the truth than being called in the last five years a conspiracy. Oh, I agree. And, you know, I was one of the early people that was called a murderer. Uh, Trevor Noah made fun of a lot of us on Fox News for talking about COVID and saying that there are bigger things we need to worry about. But again, the conspiracies have all come true. And I don't like the fact that that's the truth because I think millions of people were affected and I think millions of people are going to have vaccine side effects for the rest of their lives that are going to go unacknowledged because big tech, big pharma, big government is not going to acknowledge that. But I want to move on to a lighter topic, and that is the upcoming big game, the Super Bowl. Um, I got to be honest with you, Will. I really don't care about football. I was a Cowboys fan really? when I lived in Dallas. I I'm not a football fan. Um, if both teams lost, I would be okay with it. But I have to. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. But if both teams lost, I would be okay with it. I know, though, that being a Cowboys fan, probably mm. not wanting the Eagles to win but I don't know Never. your general sentiment on what you think is going to happen. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, under no circumstances, like literally no circumstances, I think would I root for the Eagles, not against the Giants, not against the Redskins turned commanders, not against anyone would I root for the Eagles. Um, and that's a compliment, by the way, to the Eagles fans that, that a Cowboy fan considers you, you know, their greatest rival. So congratulations, Eagles fans. Um, but I, so I will root for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is from Texas. So that that's kind of how I, you know, that's how I roll as well. Went to Texas Tech. Um, so I'll root for the Chiefs. And I I don't know the, what my track record is, Tommy, lately on Super Bowl. <laughs> somebody told me the other day it's really bad. So the Somebody who's kept up with my record. So, but here's what I think. I think it will be the Chiefs. I actually think that the Eagles are the better team, like more well-balanced, better defense, um, better combination of run game and use of Jalen Hurts as a passing quarterback, just more well-rounded, more balanced. But the Chiefs have, I think, the ultimate, you know, scale-tipping imbalance, which is Patrick Mahomes. I just think it's not wise, not wise to place bets against Patrick Mahomes. So it's not complicated, you know? Any anyone can make that analysis. That doesn't prevent it from being true. Bet on Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to tell you this. Here's what I do know. I do know the world of drama and pop culture. And I don't want the Chiefs to win because Patrick Mahomes' wife annoys the ever-living crap out of me. <laughs> I think she is so annoying. I wish she would be quiet. I think his brother is also repulsive. So for that reason alone, I'm so sick of seeing her. And I'm so sick of seeing him. So for that reason, I don't want them to win because I want her to go away. She annoys me to no end. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, though, is, again, another pop culture thing because sports has become pop culture and it's become political. Kyrie Irving and the Mavs. So um, I know that you've been tweeting about that. What do you think is going to go down there? Um, well, I'm full of optimism and he looked great last night in his debut as a Dallas Maverick. Kyrie is such a complicated figure who is, you know, I don't want to be just completely dismissive and say he's certifiably crazy because at least he accomplishes something that very few people in society accomplish, which is independence of thought. But, you know, all that means is that he's got a few right, you know, where he's not just outsourcing it to group think. Look, so the point is that Kyrie's a brilliant basketball player and he's going to mesh with Luca. I'm almost certain of it. And they're going to be great. And from a basketball perspective, I think it's going to work. Awesome. I'm not worried of these people's worried. Oh, there's only one basketball and two ball handlers. No, they're both highly intelligent basketball players. And I'm excited. The Kyrie that's, you know, crazy. By the way, I called this a long time ago when it wasn't popular to say Kyrie's full of it. Uh, when he left LeBron, 
But since then, you know, he's done the the anti-Semitic film thing, the black Hebrew Israelite thing. He's done the flat earth thing. He's done the vaccine thing, you know, which I actually applaud him for that. So, you know, I don't know. None of us can predict what Kyrie will do next when it doesn't involve basketball. And therefore, I am cautiously optimistic. I would have taken the risk. I'm glad the Mavs did. You had to. He's a top 10, top 15 player in the NBA. Take the risk. If it doesn't work out, I would rather go down swinging than watching pitches go by. You may not like football, but you get that analogy. I know, Tommy. I do. I do get that one. That's why I want football season to be over so we can get to the better sport. But we'll talk about that later. I'm glad you brought something up, though, because I really want to pick your brain on this. So whether it's Kyrie or it's uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you name it. There's been a lot of sports stars, for whatever reason, that have gotten themselves into hot water that have been on the brink of cancellation. And they've done things far worse, by the way, than a lot of people in a lot of other sectors of entertainment and pop culture, but they are still employable. It seems to me that when it comes to sports, you are not as easily canceled as you are in, in other forms of entertainment. The music industry, acting, reality television, you name it, you can be canceled and you really can be put on the shelf. With sports, they seem to get around it. And I'm wondering why you think that is. I don't know if I agree. Let me, but I've never considered it before. But when you were describing that, the first one that comes to mind is is the vaccine. And that's only because you just mentioned Kyrie and Aaron Rodgers. We could throw in Novak Djokovic, right? Novak Djokovic didn't get to play in the Australian Open a year ago. So he was canceled, essentially. I mean, a government policy um, in in Australia that prevented him from playing. And then he comes back this year and wins it all. But do you think the same thing, like if you think about entertainers, let's let's go with con, uh, musicians, big, big artists. I don't know all of their vac statuses. You know, I have no idea who is and who is not vaccinated. But an athlete has to stand in front of a press conference on a weekly basis and answer inane questions that have nothing to do with their job criteria. You know, there was um, I think it who was it? Um was her, is her name Azarenka? She's a, ten, she's a tennis player. It was, I think it was at the Australian Open, and they were asking her all about these things. They're asking her about Ukraine. They're asking her about Russia. They're asking her all these things. She goes like, hey, I play tennis. This is what I do. Why are you asking me all of these things? The only reason you're asking me is so that I'll say something to get you clicks and ultimately, potentially, get me into trouble. And, you know, I'm definitely not a shut up and dribble person, meaning I think Athletes should feel free to talk about what they want to talk about, but you should feel like anyone else, you know, you need to be informed on it. And then if you're not, then you deserve the criticism for your ill-informed opinion. But just because you have the ability to talk about it, just because I'm telling you shouldn't shut up and dribble, doesn't mean you should be forced to talk about it. Right. Doesn't mean the press has a right to force you into every subject. So back to your point of are athletes more insulated in some ways, I feel like athletes have to sit out there and take questions on Russia and Ukraine and vaccines and race in a way that, you know, Sam Smith doesn't, you know, or Madonna, Sam Smith goes and does his thing and then he's gone and doesn't have to answer questions. So I don't know. I don't know if athletes are more insulated than other entertainers. Well, I'll say this, given the example of Kyrie and Kanye, for example, uh, Kanye said a lot of things that were horrific. Kyrie said things that were almost in that same vein. Kanye is right. pretty much done. Will he make a comeback? Probably. But uh, Kyrie is still employable. And he said some Well, but Kyrie lost things. Nike. He he lost Nike. He lost he he lost in a way what you know, so so Kanye lost his corporate partnerships, right? In a and Kyrie did as well 
the only one he retained is his core job, which is the NBA. Um, and he gets to keep that job, I guess. I don't know. That's an interesting. I don't know. I want to think more about that. Tommy is Kyrie more protected from cancellation than Kanye. I don't, I don't know where I land on that. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to ask me that. And I like thinking in real time, but I don't know if I agree that athletes are more insulated. Well, I'll say this. I think that sports in comparison to the music industry or Hollywood, I think because sports are based on success and it's undeniable success, you either win or lose. And when it comes to artistic works, it comes to entertainment and music industry and acting, I think it's easier to cancel somebody when you can't quantify their success like you can an athlete. You're not gonna get rid of a star mm. athlete even if they say something you don't like because they make people money. But when you're on the other side of things, you have to be really good to beat that. And the example that comes to mind to me, because I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee, is Morgan Wallen, right? They wanted to cancel right. him, wipe him off the face of the earth. They wanted his music career to be over. And two things happened. He's so damn good, it didn't matter. And his fans stuck by him. So he was able right. to overcome that. But boy, did they want to cancel him. And now he's on the top of the world. So I think it's about success. But I think in the other industries, you really have to be good. In sports, you can just show that you're good. So you're hitting on the key to cancellation. So the the key to cancellation is: Are you more trouble than you are worth? It's a it's a it's a risk reward balancing act. And this was what nobody was willing to accept: the risk, the balancing act of Colin Kaepernick, right? So for the NFL, the NFL and its various teams did, I think, individual analysis on: If I sign Colin Kaepernick, how good of a quarterback do I get? Versus how big of backlash do I get from my fans for the stance he's taken during the national anthem? And the risk reward doesn't doesn't work. The balance doesn't work for Colin Kaepernick. He's not good enough to put up with the negatives. Um, Morgan Wallen, I think, is the same way. Like whatever he costs you in terms of backlash, say with corporate sponsors, is outweighed by the support of his music among his fans, right? Same, by the way, I, Kanye's not canceled. He's not canceled. Ultimately, Kanye is a musical genius who will come back and will be supported because of that balancing act. That risk reward is is going to tip into his genius at some point as a musician. And maybe that's what it is with Kyrie as well. You just do this and like Kyrie in the end. And look, I'm a fan who's had criticism of Kyrie. We each do this on our own, you know, individual balancing acts. Um, I want Kyrie on the Mavericks, even though I don't like a lot of things that Kyrie has said. Why? Because he's so good, he tips the balancing scale. It's all about supply and demand. <clears throat> all right, Will, so now I've given you at least 20 minutes. So I expect the next time I'm on Fox and Friends to get at least three and a half. No, I'm just kidding. Three and I know a half? How it works. Yes. Three and a half. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. I can do three and a half. I will advocate and, and I will advocate and I will get three and a half. Maybe I just Larry. won't leave. Maybe I'll just stay there. When they try to usher me off, maybe I'll just stay. Who knows? Just you stay never on the know. couch. I'm a wild card. <laughs> all right, Will, thank you so much for being with us. And we hope we can get you to Nashville very soon. Thanks. That was fun. And uh, also just want to settle the score here on this. Tennessee is still better than Texas because you admitted to me the real backstage, UT. backstage, the real you UT. admitted to me one day on Fox and Friends that geographically Tennessee is more beautiful than Texas. I know you said it and I'll never forget it and I'll never let you forget <laughs> it either. Uh, I, I said there's an there's a an obvious objective physical beauty to Tennessee that Texas doesn't have the same quality to 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 um, brag about, but that's not going to stop Texans and Texas from bragging about everything that we can and still concluding in the face of that objectivity that Texas is better. All right. 
Well, we'll leave it at that, Will, and we'll have that debate okay. another day. And we'll get you to Nashville so you can see all the natural beauty. Thanks for being with me, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. Still ahead, Big Tech lied and free speech died. So who's going to jail? My final thoughts are next. Social media platforms had some interruptions in service on the same exact day the House Oversight Committee calls big tech execs to the carpet to explain their blatant, illegal, and BS censorship activities. What a dink! It's time for Final Thoughts. If you're a social media aficionado like myself, you notice several bizarre glitches in the matrix over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now, it's not uncommon for one of these platforms to go down from time to time, but it is rather odd for all of them to be experiencing issues, shall we say. Well, coincidentally and totally unrelated, I'm sure, yesterday the House Oversight Committee grilled former Twitter executives on Capitol Hill on everything from content moderation to election interference, collusion with big government, and the very selective but very deliberate censorship of conservative voices, big and small. It started out as a probe into that whole Hunter Biden laptop cover-up and turned into a game of show-and-tell wherein Republican representatives showed former Twitter executives their illegal and BS activities, making Twitter executives sweat like a climate change liberal in church. Take a look. This, ladies and gentlemen, is joint action between the federal government and a private company to censor and violate the First Amendment. This is also known, and I'm so glad that there's many attorneys on this panel, joint state actors. It's highly illegal. You are all engaged in this action, and I want you to know that you will be all held accountable. Now, who the hell do you think that you are? Election interference? Yeah, I would say that that was taking place because of you four sitting here. The Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed. A sitting member of Congress was suppressed. A, a sitting president was banned from Twitter. You know, It's amazing to me, Mr. Roth, as the head and trust of safety at Twitter, your ability, or should I say inability, to remove child porn. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Sounds to me like at the bare minimum, these big tech folks lied under oath, that's perjury, had illegal engagements with government entities, interfered in elections, and colluded with government officials to censor conservatives. Will these deranged big tech liberals face real consequences for what they've done? Well, I'll believe it when I see the prison door slam behind them. But this hearing was a good first step, and I'm proud of House Republicans for doing it. Democrats, on the other hand, called it a waste of time because to them, holding big tech accountable for illegal activities is a waste of time and resources. But the Russiagate investigation, two sham impeachments, and an entire January 6th committee was a good use of time. No, Democrats called this hearing silly and a bizarre political stunt because all of a sudden they're super into companies being able to do whatever the hell they want. Unless it's decide whether to force bakers to make gays cakes or take an experimental vaccine. Freedom, as we know, is a very narrow concept for these hacks. Everyone knew the crackhead's laptop was real and belonged to said crackhead. They just didn't want it to be a political liability for Joe, as his general demeanor and acuity was already a big issue, hence why they hid him in the basement. Folks, we've been lied to and manipulated for years now, and while you sitting at home may think it only impacted the 2020 election or the platforms of top conservative voices, 
Remember, the shutdowns, lockdowns, and the experimental vaccines these big tech wardens worked with big government and big tech to push. Those things and that meddling has life or death implications, so start caring. And House Republicans should subpoena every damn one of these big tech executives and every employee that turned the dials up and down over there in the Silicon Valley in the shadow of constitutional death. Start locking people up, and this crap will end. Bet on that. Those are my final thoughts from Nashville. God bless and take care.